transcultism is an election issue. In 2018, in a video series titled Conception and posted on YouTube, the New York Times profiled Gabrielle Darone, a man who pretends to be a woman and who, with his wife, has fathered two children. Two years after the New York Times' sympathetic portrayal of Darone's envy of his wife's pregnancy and his claims that he is a much better parent now that he pretends to be a mother, Darone is about to be divorced. Darone spent the last 40 weeks pretending to be pregnant, wearing a fake belly and planning his fake labor via the use of a transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation machine, a TENS machine, that delivers electrical impulses through electrodes that have adhesive pads to attach them to a person's skin. He also took the drug Domperidone in the hope of inducing the production of man milk for his non-existent baby. At 38 weeks of his fake pregnancy, he posted on Twitter maternity photos with this caption, and I quote, This past weekend, my seven-year-old took pictures for a mini maternity shot. Here are a couple shots. If you go to this article online, you can see one of those. Not only do we have a formerly prestigious news outlet profile favorably a self-indulgent, mentally ill fetishist, but some doctor apparently prescribed Domperidone for him, and scores of women on Twitter and YouTube supported his destructive delusion, thereby becoming complicit in the abuse of his two young children. Just last week, a Miami plastic surgeon posted a TikTok video proudly showing the young women's bodies she has mutilated, accompanied by these grotesque words, and I quote her, I mean, being a tit wizard is easy with this lot, heart, hashtag masculoplasty, end quote. In the midst of this turbulent presidential campaign, complicated and roiled by the Chinese communist virus, we must not lose sight of the dangerous trans cult that's goose-stepping through American culture, pointing a virtual gun at the heads of rational people, including even scientists and doctors. While leftists hoot and holler about conservatives being science deniers, the scientific and medical communities, along with academia, the arts, political leaders, and journalists, have been steamrolled into pretending to believe that the biological sex of humans has nothing to do with being a man or a woman. If a scientist or doctor dares to say publicly that man and woman are objectively constituted conditions like eye color, they stand to lose their careers. Naive and overly optimistic accommodationists have hoped that remaining silent and allowing a few cross-dressing men in women's spaces would, like music, soothe the savage fake breasts, and then they, that is normal people, could continue living their lives in peace and normality. After what homosexual activists have done, however, it's baffling that anyone believed peaceful coexistence without capitulation was possible. Sexual anarchists are implacable tyrants. Peaceful coexistence is not an option in the sexual dystopia they seek to create from the ashes of the Judeo-Christian society they are torching. Because normal people have hidden their fire extinguishers in the attic with their spines, here's what the demented trans cult and its sycophantic collaborators have accomplished with just a box of matches. Trans cult collaborators in legislative bodies 
have changed laws to allow states to issue fraudulent driver's licenses and birth certificates, certifying that men are women and vice versa. Trans cult collaborators pursued positions on influential committees in professional medical and mental health organizations, from which they changed protocols for the treatment of disordered, delusional, and obsessive feelings about maleness and femaleness. Trans cultists and their collaborators issued pronoun diktats, the refusal to obey of which will cost refuseniks their jobs. Trans cultists, aided and abetted by their collaborators, added gender identity to anti-discrimination policies, thereby making the abolishment of all sex-segregated private spaces inevitable. If places of public accommodation cannot consider either sex or gender identity when restricting access to locker rooms or restrooms, there remains no legal way to maintain any sex-segregated spaces for anyone. Transcultist boys and men began invading women's sports, robbing girls and women of their records and opportunities. Transcultists and their collaborators started drag queen story hours at publicly subsidized libraries to ideologically and emotionally groom toddlers into viewing sexual deviance as good and normal. Transcultists and their collaborators pursued the inclusion of cross-sex impersonating characters in children's television and streaming programming and movies. Transcultists and their collaborators promoted transcultic indoctrination in public schools, exploiting the concept of safety as the Trojan horse to propagandize children. Some states now mandate school indoctrination with leftist assumptions about cross-sex impersonation and label dissent hatred from kindergarten through high school. Transcultists' social media videos and posts are convincing countless adolescent and young women, a demographic particularly vulnerable to social contagions, that their mental distress is due to undiagnosed transgenderism. The trans cult has birthed an industry of activists, counselors, endocrinologists, surgeons, and pharmaceutical companies profiting from the confusion of children, teens, and young adults. Trans cult collaborators in the trans-industrial complex treat puberty and gender dysphoric children as a disease, intervening chemically to block it, which leaves boys with micro-penises. They then administer unnatural and risky cross-sex hormones that can leave children sterile. These Dr. Mengele wannabes will also castrate boys as young as 17 and perform double mastectomies on girls as young as 13. The trans cult has transmogrified scientific research and the practice of medicine by either preventing research that may result in conclusions the trans cult doesn't like, attacking good research that results in conclusions the trans cult doesn't like, or persuading the press to bury research that the trans cult doesn't like. And the trans cult has intimidated corporate America to do its deviant bidding, which includes creating children's products that promote trans cultic beliefs, creating advertising that embody and promote trans cultic beliefs, and sexually integrating restrooms and dressing rooms. The end game for pagan trans cultists and their pagan water carriers is the obliteration of all public recognition of sex differences. And one of the most significant legislative means to that end is the proposed Equality Act, 
which Democrats, including Joe Biden, have promised is on the tip-top of their legislative to-do list. Protecting humans in the womb, ensuring constitutional originalists are appointed to federal courts, starving critical race theory indoctrination of its funds, stopping mostly violent protests, maintaining energy independence, lowering tax rates, deregulating businesses, improving private health care, killing the Green New Deal, and weakening the power of the corrupt Chinese behemoth are not the only reasons to vote Republican at all levels. Stopping the muddying march of trans cultists through the public square should be at the tip-top of every Republican's to-do list. There are few, if any, greater domestic threats to First Amendment speech, assembly, and religious protections right now than the LGBTQ movement. And there is no greater threat to the integrity and freedom of scientific research than the politically powerful science-denying trans cult that claims men can menstruate and women have penises.